Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. So this week, I know it's been a while since I did an episode. My apologies. Uh, This week, we're going to be doing a Business with Bordeaux update, and this will be number six. And uh, so it's the journey part six is what we will call it. But uh, we have we we've had some interviews since the last episode, and it's been a while since I've updated. A lot of things have changed, a lot of different thought processes, and just some things that I just kind of wanted to share. That you know, I really don't know another way to do it. And um, so yeah, before we jump in, I do want to thank Aaron Simpkins at TrueStrengthApparel.com for being a patron for the show for supporting. Go check out TrueStrengthApparel.com. And uh, he's got a lot of great stuff over there, including some Solomon's Porch podcast merch. So if you listen to that show, then you can go and support that in that way. I also want to thank LT Smith. Uh, He is a music artist. He has a new video called Mirror Mirror. And uh, I'll make sure I have that in the link so you can go check that video out. And uh, he's been supporting the show for a while now, and I really appreciate him. And also Jay Sannon, and uh, he just dropped a new album. I'm going to put a link to that in the description as well, so you can go and check out that. And, uh, and I got to say, man, he did a great job. It's a, it's a story. It's an emotional story. And so, but he just, I don't know, I think he nailed it out of the park. So let me know what you think when you check that out. And yeah, man, so yeah, I also want to give a real quick shout out to Purely Bachelorette. Head over to purelybachelorette.com to find out more about that. They are a company that's trying to make sure honor is kept at the bachelorette parties for the ladies before they get married. And so I did an interview with them already, so you can go and check that interview out. Again, that's Purely Bachelorette. And uh, yeah, shout out to Ashley Korth and Camille Grant for doing something respectable like that. And I appreciate that, and I appreciate them being a sponsor for the show. Let's go ahead and jump into, uh, I'm just going to jump into some of the uh, last episodes that I've done since then, and then we'll just kind of give some updates and other things that's going on. And so uh, since the last update I did back in October, uh, I interviewed C.W. Allen. He is a full-time independent artist, and he shared a lot of different ways that he is able to be full-time. I think at the time we did the interview, he was like a year or two years into his full-time uh, work as an independent artist. And there's different things, different networks and associations and things like that that have supported him along the journey. And so make sure if you're a recording artist, you want to go full time, go check out that particular episode. It's C.W. Allen, full time independent artist. And he shared a lot of good things in there that I think uh, that haven't been discussed on the show before. So go check that out. Also interviewed Poetics. He's actually a producer and he started from the ground up. He started working with people like Cannon. He did, since we did the interview, he did an album, whole album with KJ52. Uh, he just recently did a song with Pettadine. But we're talking about how he was able to kind of get his name out there and really be able to take his ministry full time, which he's done since that episode. And But with him, I think one of the things he pointed out that's very important is he made sure that he went and was present at concerts at conferences, different things like that, so he could shake hands, get to know people. And I think we have to uh, we have to understand that seeing somebody face to face and shaking a hand is very valuable today. It still is. I know we're on an online social media world, but being able to go and just 
talk to somebody one-on-one, you stand out more than just another DM. And so uh, the biggest thing I took from that is make sure you can actually go and be a part of whatever type of uh, industry or, you know, the, the job force that you're in, the workforce you're in, you know, try to go be at the conferences, try to go and network with people and just make your face seen and known. And so uh, I did an update for the show and a review at uh, back at the beginning of the year. So I really won't talk about that because I mean, you can check that out if you want to. I uh, also interviewed Eric Boston from 520 Collective. I actually just was a guest on the 520 Collective podcast, and I share a lot of things about kind of the work I do with Track Stars, the Independent Artist Spotlight, the CHH Leaks page. A lot of the things I do, I shared with him on there. And so we talked about side hustles and balance in life. At this point, it was right before the very first episode of their podcast launched. And so we were talking about starting 520, how it went from being just, you know, a group of people chit-chatting to an actual bigger thing that has been used to kind of help independent artists. And so if you're an independent artist, make sure you go and you plug in with the 520 Collective. And there's a lot of indie artists in there who are giving each other feedback, advice, you know, sharing cover art to see which one looks better for releases. They've been linking up, doing songs together. And it's more than just artists. They have producers. They have graphic designers. Different people are in that 520 Collective. So just, you know, head over there. Check them out online, 520collective.com, just to see what's all going on there. And then I also talked with uh, Risha Chesterfield again about marketing and branding consulting. That's actually what she's doing now. The first time I talked with her, she was with RMG, and then she was talking about you know wanting to branch out and kind of do her own thing, and they supported her in that, and they helped her kind of make that transition happen. And so it was just cool to see somebody who's like, you know, I'm working for a, uh, you know, a, a, a known label because RMG is not a, you know, the, they're not a small indie, nobody knows this label kind of a thing, but uh, people know who RMG is. I mean, Derek Minor, he's been on a ton of stuff, you know, recognized. They have music on ESPN and, you know, all these different things, you know, publishing, licensing, licensing. And so for her to step away from that, what I would call, you know, job security, you know, that's, that, that's the world's definition of job security, working for another company that's doing well. But in general, though, just seeing her go from, okay, I'm, I'm doing good here, uh, I have a part at RMG, to stepping away and kind of doing things on her own, you know, that shows bravery. And so, you know, really big kudos to her. And she's just, I mean, she's, she's kind of a genius, too. She knows what she's doing. Uh, she's great at her craft in doing that. And so just make sure you go and check that out because... Um, you know, Rich is a, a really great person, and she shared a lot of good gems in that. And so I also did an interview with the owners of Purely Bachelorette, Ashley Korth and Camille Grant. Uh, Camille Grant is uh, Sean Grant, who a lot of y'all might know. Is, that's, that's his sister. And they started this company called Purely Bachelorette. Uh, pretty much it's a way to let women, you know, celebrate the, the kind of the last few days of, of being single before their marriage with some respect and dignity. And then we're talking about experiences that they've had at bachelorette parties. And this was kind of their way of putting something together that women can do that didn't defile the upcoming marriage. 
and it wasn't kind of skanky or skimpy or, you know, degrading toward men or women. And so I respected them for that. We talked about what it's like to start a company with between two people. How do you handle differences in opinions or, you know, just different things and in, in, in starting with a partnership like that. And, uh, and I've only had a, I don't, I can't remember having an actual partnership on the show before. I think that's the first one really. So it was, it was cool to be able to talk with them about that. And then the last episode I did back in June was who is your platform for? And that was essentially just making sure you understood that if you create a platform, kind of know what you're doing it for, know who you're doing it for, how to reach the people you're doing it for. Cause that's extremely important. Cause I think a lot of people just try to do something and they don't really think about, okay, how am I going to get it to the people who are I'm trying to reach and so, you know, figuring out how to find that audience is extremely important. So I was kind of talking about that. And specifically, I wanted to talk about it because I had saw several people that were saying they were just going to start, you know, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, well, that's cool and fine and dandy. I was like, but one, you know, is there a need for you to start this? And if there is, what's the need? Who needs it? And how are you going to reach that group of people who need it? And that was kind of the heart behind that. It's not that I was trying to deter anyone from starting a platform because I'm all for people starting platforms. I think more Christians need to have well-produced, great, interesting platforms. And so, you know, it's just making sure that you know who you're doing it for. And yeah, so that's, that's all the episodes of the show since I've done the last update. And um, it's not as many shows that I had talked about on the update previous to that. Cause before that I had a lot of episodes before I did an update, but here lately I actually did a, um, I did an interview the other day with a guy who owns Kingstone comics. It's actually a comic book company that covers all of the Bible. They have, you know, the different biblical topics, all the, the whole, there's like a, a volume. There's like a set of the actual Bible itself. And, um, and so I talked with him, I did an interview, and it it, it just, the, the interview, it, it just w- would not happen right. My uh, one, Skype was not working well for him, and anybody who knows, I do my interviews via Skype, and I record it on my end, and Skype would not work right for him. We finally got that working, and then my recording software systems did not want to function right on my old computer, and so Logic wouldn't work, GarageBand wouldn't work. And I was just like, you know what? I'll just use the Skype, you know, because it started working. I'll just use the Skype audio from my end and just put that in the episode. And after about 15 minutes the first time, 20 minutes the second time, Skype crashing, like we had to reschedule it. And so, you know, I kind of did a post on, I think it was Instagram, Facebook, talking about the difficulties in doing something. And a lot of times you just kind of feel like you want to quit. Because, you know, you try and you try and you try and it just seems like it isn't working. And I think there's a balance between, is this God trying to tell me I don't need to do this? Or is this the enemy, like, messing with me, trying to make me quit? Or is this just a simple technology malfunction? There's like three things it could be. (laughs) And so really trying to discern what it is. And I was thinking about it, you know, because somebody did say, well, maybe God didn't want you to do the interview. And I was thinking, I don't know why he wouldn't. Like, it didn't make sense. And I thought everything God does, you know, always makes sense to us in the moment. But uh, but we're going to reschedule the interview to make sure everything's working 
fully functional operational because you know the 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 gentleman who owns the company the ceo he he's a very busy man and the fact that he was able to take the time and invest into this show uh is incredible and i'm very grateful for that so hopefully that'll be up soon that'll be up really soon i have another interview coming up that i'm really excited about and uh, i don't want to say who it is yet but you know, because usually whenever I do that, something happens. But and and I, and I don't want y'all, you know, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for that particular interview because I believe it's going to be really, really good. It's going to be a great interview, and so it's kind of been in a long time in the making and life situations, things like that. We're kind of postponing it, and so now I think we're finally at a place where we can get this interview done. And so when it comes out, you'll be glad that you listened to it. Because this gentleman knows a lot about the music industry. He knows a lot about the, especially the Christian hip-hop industry. And if I said his name and you're a fan of CHH, you'll know who it is. So um, so just just kind of stay, uh, stay in tune with that. I'm also going to do an interview with Derek Myers. And uh, he actually owns Glitch Media now. And so one of the things that we're going to talk about is the idea of like black businesses and, you know, the, the the black community pulling together and so and i think you know he and i might have different thoughts on that and you know, just primarily because you know he was talking about it one day online he was saying why can't all of these you know big millionaires and billionaires pull together and create a better work environment for us and i was telling him i don't know if there's an us in in that realm like i don't know if michael jordan oprah Dr. Dre, P. Diddy, I don't think they consider us as like, you know, a, a, a race of people. I don't think they think, think that. Because uh, I think, honestly, I think once you're like, I think money thinks about money. I don't think money thinks about anything else. And so, but that's just, that's just my thoughts and my opinions. I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. And if I am, I can admit I'm wrong. But I think, you know, it's, I think it's like that with any any group of people. I don't think there's, like, when it comes to business and things like that, there's, there's not a whole lot that are like, you know what, I'm going to start something to help, you know, my particular demographic group of people. And so, but like I said, I could be wrong. But we're going to talk about it and kind of share both of our opinions and thoughts and try to see if we can figure something out, what's going on. But uh, so that'll be interesting conversation to have. So those are... Uh, there's three interviews I know is coming up pretty soon. I have a couple more. Um, there's a lady that I met at uh, Track Stars. There's actually two really that I want to interview. One's a uh, A and R, and the one's a artist manager. So I'm gonna try to get them on the show pretty soon. So that's what five interviews I can almost guarantee before the next update. <laughs> but but speaking of update, you know I kind of want to give some personal updates. One, you know I finally invested in a new computer. And so I'm going full throttle working with that. And, uh, and I guess it's a MacBook air and it's, it was like a thousand dollars, but it just had me realizing like you have to invest like you really, I mean, you can make do with, you know, not top of the line quality stuff. And I'm not saying you have to have the best of the best, but it does make it a little bit easier to function. And, uh, you know, as far as the actual studio that I have, I've been kind of putting money into that. And with the Solomon's Porch podcast, honestly, I've been really heavily focusing on that because the the reach 
is much wider in that because we're talking about discipleship and we're talking about comic books. And there's not really a space for that necessarily, like a wide range space. There might be some podcast out there, but it's hard to really find any type of like a review on a comic book movie, like the new Spider-Man Far From Home or Endgame without it being a Christian who was just completely annihilating it and saying it's satanic. And if you're a Christian and you watch it and support it, then you're supporting Satan's work and things like that. Or you get the mainstream comic book culture folks who are completely ripping the Christian faith to shreds throughout the thing. And that's generally what we see. So I wanted us to be able to sit down and have a discussion about comic books, comic book movies and shows and not bash it and kind of, you know, enjoy it, but also talk about discipleship. And so a lot of what I've been doing here lately has been focused on growing that platform. And uh, because it does, you know, we've had an atheist here on the show recently on the Solomon's Porch podcast, and we talked about, you know, his mindset about the Christian faith, his experience with it, and he enjoyed that time together. No, we didn't convert him into a Christian. We weren't trying to evangelize him, but having a conversation with him. And so, you know, needless to say, you know, this wasn't really meant to be a plug for the show, but I would say if you haven't listened to the Solomon's Porch podcast, go check it out and, um, you know, if, if you like anything about discipleship or growing in faith or Bible discussions or anything like that, you know, or if you like comic book movies, comic book culture, then I, I think you'll enjoy it. And we play music on that show as well. So it was three songs per podcast. And uh, so I'm doing a whole lot with that. But, you know, I did kind of learn a little more about some, and this is just going to be random updates on stuff. So, uh, but I, I have learned some things since then. Started doing some Facebook promoting and uh, trying to figure out what are the better things to promote, especially for, for that particular platform. And a while ago, I promoted an article that I wrote on the Business with Bordeaux website, and it was talking about the purpose of influence. And I had somebody comment on it, but it was talking about Lecrae, how he's, he's you know grown in his influence. And whenever he shared this story about um, Crispy from the Trackstars team and him getting you know tragically burned with acid, and things like that, him sharing the information on that made a huge effect as far as like the the contributions for the GoFundMe goes is, is concerning. And uh, so I shared that and I did a, a Facebook, uh, you know, I shared it you know, on Facebook or whatever. And I did uh, a campaign, uh, promoted it. And I'll be honest, it didn't do that well. And it could have been because the, the, the cover art didn't work well, whatever. And uh, so I would, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to, like I said, I've been trying to grow Solomon's Porch Reach. And I did a, it was a Thor versus Anakin Skywalker, episode three. So Thor the Dark World versus Anakin Skywalker from episode three of Star Wars. And the, the, just the organic reach on it went really, really great. And so I promoted it and we got a ton, a ton of feedback. And then I also realized I did another one later on. But I started to realize like a lot of the likes, because Facebook guarantees that you'll get a certain amount of, you know, engagement. And I can't say that they can necessarily fully, in, they, they can't guarantee that unless they give you fake likes. And I was noticing whenever I did the second campaign that I did, which was Daredevil versus Churret from Rogue One, was that a lot of those accounts that liked the page were fake. 
And so I realized, okay, the only way I'm going to really use Facebook promotions in an effective way is really to promote our content to the people who follow the page and then their friends. And even some of the friends are questionable accounts. And I, I'm saying like some of those friends aren't really real friends. They might be fake friends, but they're still friends with those people. And a lot of people who network on Facebook, they'll accept any amount of people as friends to make their numbers look bigger. Not saying everybody does that, but that does look like your reach is broader if you're looking at it from a promotional standpoint. And so, but either way, you have to pay attention to things like that. And that's just one of the things that I've learned here uh, from a business perspective is Facebook ads. It works, but don't just do a generic, uh, just don't do a generic post and and target audience doesn't work as well as I wanted it to. And so, but that also goes to say that if you do a Facebook page, you need to make sure people are liking your page because one, you know, that does help in general. You know, those numbers do help people perceive your platform. And I don't know, that, that, I don't know, that sounds dirty. But uh, but in general, though, like I, I see if, you know, 50,000 people like a band, you know, usually the band's better than than not, than not. And so, but it just kind of lets me know, okay, these, you know, this band has this type of a following and they do tour, things like that. And labels look at that too. So if you're an indie artist listening to this, that does matter. But more importantly, your engagement really matters. Like the, the, the amount of engagement you have on post. And sometimes that engagement does come from paid promotion because people see the content pop up on their feed and they engage with it more than just your, your, your core audience. Because a lot of times you can have 10,000 people that like your page and only about a hundred of them will actually see a post that you put up because the number is just so like Facebook has cut that algorithm down and it's almost impossible unless somebody always looks at your page or if they engage with all of your posts organically, those are the ones who are going to see your post just off the bat. And so just kind of keep that, you know, just kind of keep that in mind whenever you're thinking about promoting stuff. And, and if you have any ideas or anything to add to that, let me know. And, uh, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So another thing I've been doing is I've um, been doing a Matthew Bible study. We have a Bible study group that I hold at my home going through the book of Matthew. And I was doing a Genesis study guide, but I realized that, one, as I was putting in the information in my study notes, I didn't, I didn't do it the right way. I didn't type out full thoughts in order for me to be able to just get it edited and then sent off to get it, um, you know, to get an editor, you know, an actual editor go through and check for gra grammatical errors and things like that. And so I've been doing that more on the, the Matthew study guide, though. We're on chapter 19 this week. And so, but the goal for that is to finish out the chapter or the book of Matthew and to publish that. I did have a goal to do the Genesis study guide, but it just didn't. I felt like it was nowhere near what it needed to be to really make the impact that I was hoping it would make. But then I was I was kind of going through it and I was thinking, I'm actually writing a commentary, thinking about it. Like I'm studying the content and I'm taking the information that I'm finding and studying and I'm typing it all out in regards to the, the chapters and the verses and things like that. And I realized I'm just doing a commentary. And so part of me was thinking, I can't do a commentary. I'm not smart enough. 
Like I'm not, nobody's going to see a doctor by my name. You know, I don't have a doctorate degree. I didn't go to school and study this stuff in a classroom. And so, you know, I'm still, still kind of debating on, on whether or not to do it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if, if the folks in the Bible study, study are learning from it and it's helping them grow in understanding the scripture, then maybe I should put it out anyway. And so if somebody does come across it, they want to read it, it's all good and dandy. Now, I am posting up those notes on solomonsporchpodcast.com, so you can check them out, you know, periodically there. And I'm just posting, copying and posting all of my notes from my personal Google Doc to the, the website. So if you're interested in that, you know, you can head over there and check it out chapter by chapter. And so, but that's kind of the, the stuff that's been going on with me personally. Uh, my daughter's having surgery August 6th. So uh, I definitely appreciate, you know, you know, your prayers for her. And I'm trying to think of any other major, I mean, there's been so much that's been going on late that I can't really put it all in the episode. And I can't think of it all just sitting here off the top of the head. And, um, but I do want to thank all the supporters for the show. Uh, shout out to Jay Sandin. He, he'll text me every now and then and say, hey, man, got any interviews coming out soon? Because, you know, he's told me that the, the interviews really help him and have helped kind of advance his career. And I know that he's linked up with Russia Chesterfield and worked with her on his album release. And so it's cool to know that. And, uh, and I'll say something else, man. Make sure you let people know if, if what they do is helping you to helping you grow, whether it's in, you know, in your walk with Christ, whether it's in your understanding of whatever it is, whatever it is, just let people know, because that makes a difference. Uh, just having, you know, Jay tell me, Hey man, I appreciate your content. It's helping me, you know, he doesn't even have to go into specifics, but just having people say that and LT's done that too. He's told me, Hey man, that interview with uh, it was one with Lennox Gibson. He said, man, that was just, that was a fantastic interview. It was good to hear a Christian who walks with the Holy Spirit and guiding his company. And, uh, and hearing that that's out there is encouraging. And so things like that, let people know. Let people know. And uh, speaking of which, just real quick, Jason and his last album is Matters of the Heart. I don't think I actually said that at the beginning of the episode. So you can check that out. And so, yeah, man, uh, that's pretty much it for this week. Uh, not, not a whole lot, but I do want to thank you again so much for tuning into the business with the Bordeaux podcast. Uh, I want to shout out to the track stars podcasting network and all the different podcasts over there, including my other podcast, Solomon's porch podcast, the track stars podcast, uh, five twenty collective podcast and Eminem live radio are all of the shows that exist over there on the track stars podcast network. And it's just, it's kind of an honor just to share, um, to be, you know, mates with them. I can't remember the way Eric put on his podcast, uh, network mates or something like that. He said it real nice and, and clean. Uh, I'm kind of making it sound bad and, you know, not as good, but you know, I'm just glad to be a part of it. I'm glad to have content out there. And, uh, and yeah, man, so that's it for the show this week. I appreciate you tuning in and again, true strength apparel, Jason and LT, thank you guys so much for supporting the show. And always remember that the more you learn, the more you know, and the more you know, the more you grow. Thanks and God bless.